Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. Slightly later uh, than usual, but uh, the Aussies, uh, man, uh, they know how to celebrate uh, when they are through to the final of the Cricket World Cup where they will take on India and uh, got it done reasonably comfortably. If you uh, missed all of the action, uh, uh, it wasn't the run fest that we saw yesterday and uh, both teams struggled with the bat a bit. In fact, the South African top order, they batted first. Uh, their top four batsmen were all uh, dismissed for 19 runs. Quinton de Kock out for three. Timber Bavuma, who had a hamstring injury coming in, question mark over whether he was going to play, was out for a duck. Rassi van der Dussen out for six. Aiden Mark, uh, Markram out for ten. Then Heinrich Klaassen with 47, and David Miller with 101 turned things around for the Proteas. They ended up making 212 all out in the final over Mitchell Stark. Uh, taking 3 for 34 of his 10 over Pat Cummins, 3 for 51 of 9.4 as well. And then the Aussies batted, and they didn't have it all their own way either. Uh, only Travis Head made 50. He got 62. Warner was out for 29. Mitch Mars a duck. Uh, Steve Smith, 30. Lubbershane, 18. Uh, the Big Show, 1. Uh, Josh Inglis, 28. And it was up to Stark and Cummins, who were stars with the ball, to get the team home. And they did that. Aussie winning uh, with three wickets in hand and uh, 2.8, uh, 2.4 overs in hand as well. So Australia play India in the Cricket World Cup final, which is uh, Sunday night, New Zealand time. There'll be live coverage of that right here on SENZ. Uh, good morning, Kempe. How are you, mate? You got a little bit of an extra lion this morning, mate. Well, yeah, it would have been nice, wouldn't it? Um, knowing that the Aussies uh, were struggling there for a little bit. I was, I was mate, barracking for the South Africans to get that tail end out. But, no, nah, the Aussies, uh, what's that, I think... Uh, they've got a pretty good record, eight out of nine finals in it that they've been in. Um, I, was, I was just reading, so they know how to get there, the Aussies. I mean, they've got a really short turnaround, Rick, you know, for this Indian game. Uh, and I don't know whether it's enough um, of a break for them, but uh, everyone was everyone was picking the Australians and the Indians to be playing in the final. And unlike the Rugby World Cup, uh, it actually came true. That's what we got. Um, so... You know, can the, can the Australians turn the Indians over? Uh, Ten on the trot, the Indians looking really good. Coley, um, you know, just what else can that man do? I, I guess go out and win this for India. Be uh, be plenty of people supporting that. And uh, yep, if you were following India and Australia uh, as uh, the finalists for this World Cup, well, you got paid. They're both in it, and uh, yeah, it should be a good game this weekend. Yep, looking forward to it on Sunday night. Uh, coming up on the show on your fun day Friday, Sam Burgesson uh, before 7 o'clock for our Love Racing update. Sam Jones, uh, the newest Kiwi on the DP Tour, just qualified for the DP World Tour. We'll catch up with Sam at Barcelona Airport just after 7. Trent Merrin, uh, former league player, of course, is now helping players and working alongside players, particularly young players and their parents. Uh, we'll talk to him about what he is doing. And then Dan Raphael, uh, he is the voice of boxing in the US. He's going to join us to talk about this massive card in Saudi Arabia that is taking place on December the 23rd. We want to hear from you. It is SENZ roll call time. So text us now, double eight double three. Where are you listening? We want to know what you're doing, 
where you're listening, how you're listening to us. Uh, let's clock in for the SENZ roll call, double eight, double three, double eight, double three, and let us know where you are, what you're doing, and uh, how your Friday is looking. Now, we do have Who Am I as well, a $100 Adidas golf voucher up for grabs. Get away with Adidas golf. Visit adidas.co.nz. Get away with golf. T's and C's apply. Here is clue number one. I have captained my country internationally and announced my full retirement in February of this year. I have captained my country internationally and announced my full retirement in February of this year. You know the answer to that? Double eight, double three, hundred dollar Adidas uh, golf voucher could be all yours. All right, we're a little bit behind the eight ball, so let's just roll on. Let's get into this. Round one, fight. All right, Kempi, uh, DWZ has been featured in the NRL ad that is trying to sell the sport to the Americans ahead of Las Vegas, the Las Vegas round next year. Uh, they've got TV ads, it's playing in Stadia, etc. Do you reckon it'll take off? Well, it's not the first time they've been up there. They took State of Origin up there. Oh, I think there was a, the late 80s, early 90s that happened. And, of course, the Kiwis went up there in that that uh, that game that they played up there which was absolutely Denver, wasn't it? Um, yeah costly costly to them didn't they the, the the person that put it on there promised them all the money actually ran away with it all and uh, they didn't get a get a cent so um, it, it's really hard to get the Americans Rick I've seen the ad uh, already they've been found out for using someone else's uh, image and got that wrong and people have picked it up and uh, look I I think the collision, I, th- I think it would it would probably be better the promotion, um, in and around trying to trying to get people like how you how you do it going through colleges uh, and possibly playing it at a college, you know what I mean? So I know that they're trying to you know get the the game global and grow it globally. That's probably at the at the uh, forefront of their minds is like how do we get into that America's market. Will it will it sell out in Vegas? Well, people go to Vegas, make the gamble. They don't really go there to watch sport. Um, and I'm 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 interested to see actually how many people will actually go along to that on their weekend away on the strip, as opposed to uh, I'm going to have a weekend and go and watch some some league. Well, it's going to be interesting actually because what you said there, people go there to gamble, not to watch sport. But the big difference is in the last couple of years. Bookmaking on sport has become legal in America, and that has blown up. So now you've got the Vegas, uh, the Raiders have moved from Oakland to Vegas. Today, Major League Baseball, all the teams voted to allow the Oakland A's to move from Oakland to Vegas. And the next Formula One Grand Prix, which is this weekend, is where? Las Vegas. Vegas. Purpose-built mm. tracks. So it's becoming a bit of a mecca, mate. Well, that 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 point there, um, and here's one for the Dolphins who have been given a game uh, next year. Their biggest game, the Clash with the Broncos, is on a weekend up in um, Brisbane where they've got this big festival on, and they've tried to partner with the festival to to see how they they're going to attract people along to the game. Yeah, so wouldn't it have made more sense then if that was the case to try and tag in a game of rugby league as an exhibition into one of those sports? Well, you mean take the Dolphins Broncos game out of Brisbane for for that weekend? Well, I would have, I would, I would have, I would have filled the stadium with um, Oakland or whoever whoever's playing there in the NFL, and then played a game of rugby league as a curtain raiser. 
Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's get to this one. Round two. Deontay Wilder has claimed that Anthony Joshua turned down $50 million US to fight him. What would it cost, Kempe, to get you in the ring with Deontay Wilder? <laughs> Mate, first, it, 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 it's a terminal event. <laughs> that's, that, that's it. So there's no, there's no, there's no money in the world um, that would make me make that type of decision. I know a lot of people would jump in, um, but you probably wouldn't walk out of it with the, with the way that those guys whack both Anthony Joshua and, and Dante Wilder. But to the point with that fifty million dollars, Rick, like fifty million dollars is fifty thousand dollars to Anthony Joshua. He's made plenty. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know if that fight will ever happen. I know that the talk, you know, because it's now been official, Joe Parker up against Wilder, and and you've got uh, Joshua fighting, what's, what's his name, Waylon, um, in, the un, in the undercard. I think that fight will happen. I actually think that, you know, the, the winners, which they're hoping will be, oh, geez, I hope Joe Parker, he's come out of bookies, I think he's $1.12 wider, or $1.14 to beat Joe Parker who's five bucks if, if Joe Park upsets that cup. Well, that's going to be interesting. But I think what they want is they want both those guys to win and then straight back into it in, in the Saudi Arabia to, to fight again um, Joshua and Wilder. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Dan Raphael about that. Junior Farr is also on that card, so another Kiwi to keep an eye on as well. Round three. Now, Anton Dupont the French halfback, is standing down from the French team for the Six Nations this season coming, Kempi, because he wants to play sevens. So uh, to, to be able to be eligible, you have to play two uh, sevens World Tour events before you can be in the team to go to the Olympics, for example, or go to a sevens World Cup. So he's basically ditching uh, the French 15s and uh, and the Six Nations to go and play some sevens tournaments so that he can represent France at the Olympics, which, of course, are held in Paris next year. Uh, it's an interesting move. Michael Hooper's also announced he's going to be part of the Australian mm. sevens program. So which one All Black would you parachute into our sevens team for Paris? Well, there'd be two, really. Um, Mark That's not Talia the question. Be... Don't, don't Ma... you just make up the question. Come on, which one? <laughs> one. Well, Mark Talia's my number one. Mark yep. Talia is dead set. He's got spiders on him. When he's running, no one can touch him. You know what I mean? They, get, they can't touch him in a 15-man game. So, you know, you, you imagine putting Mark Talia in a seven-man game. Um, he, he'd be absolutely explosive. You'd, you'd have the ball in his hands as much as possible. Just on DuPont, like, I, I don't... Does that make you quake in your boots? Like he's very good at fifteens, but in sevens, totally different game, mate. I'd, you know, I'd be, uh, I'd be surprised if he's going to make a hell of a hell of a difference to the French seven side. But if Mark Talia, on the other hand, went into the into our All Black sevens, uh, mate, there'd, there'd be a dead set chance of gold medal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so too, mate. All right, there you go. That is our triple threat. Your thoughts, double eight, double three is the temper bed post number. We also do an SENZ roll call, so shout us out. Where are you listening to us, and what are you up to this morning? Double eight, double three.